It's the podcast specifically for the Australian country music industry. Our country. Conversations with prominent Australian country music identities. Recorded and produced in Tamworth, Australia's country music capital at Radio 2TM. And now, the host of our country, 2TM presenter and award-winning singer-songwriter, Sally Ann Witten. Welcome to Our Country, a podcast series specifically designed for and about the Australian country music industry. I'm your host, Sally Ann Witten, and in this episode, I had a really meaningful conversation with one of Australia's favourite country music daughters, Becky Cole. We talked about the challenges of being a strong willed, independent woman in the country music industry, what it's like to forge a career with a famous musical mum, and Becky shares the best advice she has been given to other aspiring artists. Her passion for her music and a generous spirit made for an engaging and inspiring conversation. I hope you enjoy episode four of Our Country. Thank you for joining us for Our Country, a series of country music podcasts specifically designed for the Australian country music industry. Our guest today is our current reigning female vocalist of the year, Becky Cole. Becky, thank you so much for joining us today. My absolute pleasure. What a delight to speak to you. Um, now, of course, you're no stranger to the stage. You've had an incredible career, of course, nowhere near finished, but um, you grew up with a singer for a mum, which might have been a, an interesting childhood growing up with a musician dad. I can probably, uh, you know, imagine how a few things went, maybe sleeping under the tables in clubs, that kind of thing. But I'm interested to know how you're growing up with your mum as an entertainer and a performer. Do you think that shaped you a lot into the Becky Cole that we know today? Oh, look, I think so. Absolutely. There's there's no doubt. You know, it would be hard for me to sit here and say that my mum, being a country music singer, had absolutely no bearing on the fact that I now am one. Yeah. <laughs> she, yep, there was a huge arrow that pointed in the direction of where I wanted to go. And I remember from a, a very young age, apart from all of the, you know, baby memories of lying in um, speaker covers under the speakers and things like that. But I do remember my first uh, memory of mum being on stage and her being so incredibly entertaining and funny um, and just thinking, well, that's... Firstly, I thought that everybody's mum's a singer. That's what mums do. Of course. Because um, that's what you know. That's all you know. And then I just thought, well, that's what I'm going to do. And um, I told everybody when I was three that I was... I was going to be a singer and I didn't know what that meant or at what capacity or anything like that. I never said I want to be a star. I said I always just wanted to be a singer and that to me meant, because um, mum's such a hard worker, that, that to me meant, you know, loading the car with all the gear and going and setting it up and um, singing a set and making everybody happy and laugh and, and then packing it all down, you know, it didn't, it didn't have a um, an attachment to you know being in a stadium and having a tour bus and <laughs> being revered all over the world. Yeah, of course. Well, that's an added bonus, I guess, at the end of that, isn't it? <laughs> it would have been, but that never happened either. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. You're you're more. It must be more than halfway there, Becky. Uh, so really, there was never any doubt you were never going to be anything else but a singer. It was always just on the path to music. You were never tempted to go nursing or be a chef or anything else like that? No, I think that in that whole end of high school where you had to pick, um, you know, that when they come and talk to you about um, all of the options that are there for you because, you know, you're about to 
leave this world that you've been in and yeah. go into the workforce. And I said, well, I'm a singer, but um, okay, I'll pick that one. And I pointed to, um, uh, I think it was Florist 3. <laughs> I was going to go and be Fantastic. a florist and I did. Um, but I love flowers, but I'm terrible at putting them together. <laughs> Is there a bad way to put a bunch of flowers together? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't have thought so until you've seen one of my <laughs> special cozies. But I do. I, but that was the closest I ever got, and maybe maybe some. Um, even when I went and did work experience, I think in a childcare centre, I just took my guitar and sang to them all day. So fantastic. Um, and I think I had to change a nappy once. I can't remember. But um, but yeah, look, it was just always pointed in that direction and before I left school um, I was already doing three and four gigs a week and um, in fact I, I didn't finish school because the Dead Ringer Band asked me to do a tour of Parks, Forbes and Dubbo and I just completely let year 12 go because that was more, much more important than priorities <laughs> yeah than finishing my schooling so and fair enough don't, too don't tell my son who I bribed to finish school <laughs> um, but I never did well, we, he doesn't need to know that. We'll uh, we'll make sure he does not hear this podcast. <laughs> it's all about priorities. Um, so, Becky, I'm a bit interested to know your thoughts. You've you've spent all that time in the country music industry, you know, and from watch from a very young age, watching your mum be a performer. How do you think the country music industry or country music as a genre in Australia has evolved? Well, yeah, certainly they they are two different things, but they're. they're the country music, I think, um, you know, everyone has a different definition of what country music is. Yeah. And I might, I, I can sound like a real old fart and say <laughs> I don't love all of the new stuff, but yeah. at the same time, I appreciate that um, anything that gets called country music that, that uh, increases the popularity, I think, is great for the for the cause. Now, yeah. I might not be a huge fan of um, of some of the newer crossover stuff, but at the same time, I can appreciate how many people love it and how many people it's drawn in and, and that, that people might from that go, actually, that's not too too bad. I might have a listen to Adam Harvey or Troy Cassidy mm. or whoever yeah. as well. Um, but there are so many genres under the country music heading that there probably should be different headings. And I know, there's, I know that there's Americana and there's alt country and there's new country. There's all these sort of things, but... Really, the, the the definitions are are sort of uh, up for grabs, and I think when it comes down to it, music is music, and what you, you like what you like, and you listen to what you listen to. You yeah, know? of course. Yeah, that's right. But I think the um, to try and answer your question, I think that the uh, acceptance of country music I've seen change. It's it was got it went from that real stigma that was attached to country and Mm -hmm. sometimes even country and Western. Mm -hmm. Um, It still gets bandied about. I can't believe that the phrase is still going. It's amazing. And, you know, uh, it was only only a couple of days ago that I I got invited to the premiere and I can never go to these things, but I took my mum, who still sings beautifully, by the way. She's 75 and she still absolutely rocks it on stage. She, She doesn't do it deliberately, but I take it to Tamworth every year. But we got invited to the premiere of a movie called Wild Rose, and I recommend you go and see it. It's um, uh, it's it's awesome. It's actually about a Scottish country music singer from Glasgow who... Um, wow. Who That's cool already. In, ...in Nashville. And, and there, it, it feels like Glasgow, and it's set 
in modern times, and it feels like they are where we were kind of towards country music, say, you know, right. 20 or 30 years ago when people say, oh, country and Western. Yeah. Um, and you, you explain, no, it's country, and, and it got quite funny towards the end when people were asking about country and Western. <laughs> but, um, you know, but as I was saying, we, we have actually evolved a lot in the thinking, you know, I might say to somebody, you know, I'm a country singer, and they might say something like, you know, I love... I love Florida Georgia Line. I just look at them. Oh, <laughs> you what? So someone does. You know it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and certainly, you know, Keith Keith Urban has been a, a big contributor, and in more recent times, Morgan Evans. I mean, look look what he's look what he's doing, and his his tour upcoming tour is selling out, and um, you know, it's pretty it's pretty advanced country, but it's country. Advanced country. That's a really good term for it. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. So in keeping with that, do you think uh, as we're evolving and changing um, and, you know, sort of keeping up with modern trends, I guess, which are pretty much set kind of out of Nashville from the big labels at Nashville at the moment, do you feel like country music in Australia is managing to still keep its own identity? Yes, I do. Uh, I do, but it's it's a really, it's an interesting thing. I mean... There are still there's still a heap of us that are out there slogging it out and touring week after week and and um, you know things are pretty good. I mean, live live music is I think it's probably in a little bit of a slump at the moment, and that's because everybody's got you know amazing home theatre systems. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to leave. Yeah, cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> but, but I think more than more than perhaps any other genre, people are still especially in regional Australia, willing to buy a ticket and, and get dressed and go out to the, the local theatre or the, or the local RSL where whoever is touring through town and sometimes that's Becky Cole and I get, I get very blessed. I still get blessed when I when I drive into the car park and I see the car park full and people getting out and they've got their finest on and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's just the most beautiful feeling. I get my heart flutters and... I don't ever want that to die. People say, oh, and people don't go out anymore. It's like, don't tell me that. I don't want to, I, I don't, I'm not going to listen to you because I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get them to still come out because I don't know how to do it. Clearly, I can't be a florist. So, <laughs> That's always sorry. a plan B, but we'd rather you be a singer, Becky. <laughs> but in, in answer to your question, sorry, I took it somewhere else, but the, the, the definitions between Australian country and uh, and American, it depends on the individual artist, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, you look at a, a, an artist who is um, going ahead in leaps and bounds like, like Travis Collins, and I know Travis, and I know that he can sit there and absolutely enthrall you with his acoustic guitar and he, uh, something he's written, or he can do Mel Haggard, or he can, um, or he can get on stage and he can just absolutely rock it out um, with, a, with a style of country that I would definitely class as that sort of... Advanced country, are we calling it? Yep, now? yep, that's the term. We're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, so you know, and um, and people like Troy Casadalia, you know, sell out shows everywhere still, which is which is just awesome. And then you look at um, these great big events and arena events and country rocks and things like that, where um, it, it really is predominantly American artists, and they are just. They're rocking it. Yeah. 
And, and I, I reckon, yeah, and I think you've made a good point there before too with, um, I don't know, I, I'll use the term the globalisation of country music, but I think in some ways it's a really good thing because as you say, if someone's listening to a Florida Georgia line or a Luke Bryan or someone and thinks, oh, that's country music, that's all right, I wonder, and clicks a bit further and ends up, you know, with a Troy Cassadaly or a Merle Haggard or a Becky Cole, that's a good thing. We're, we're broadening the genre and showing people, you know, what there is to offer. I think that can be a real positive thing. Yes, I 100% agree with you. And I am so hopeless with... I was actually proud of myself that I said Florida, Florida Georgia Line before <laughs> because I'm really, really hopeless with, with the, the newer stuff, you know. Um, and I... Uh, and, and that's not because I don't, you know, I, I do give it all a go, but I, I completely agree with you in that it helps people because the opposite of that happens when when really bad, and, and look, there's, there's, there's bad jazz, there's bad rock, there's bad everything, and there's yep. certainly bad country. Yes. And when... <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's up to the individual <laughs> um, taste as well. But when, um, you know, say if a, a radio station plays a really bad country song, people are, people are going, well, that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah, terrible. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is why no one likes country music. All that, all that's that right. Stuff. And yeah. you go, oh, I've been trying to convince people for years that, to give it a go, and then, you know, something... Um, you know uh, that, that perhaps shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have made it to the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Waves get get some gets popped on, but that's look that's it's part and parcel, and that that person's mother loves that song, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> Someone's got to like it. Uh, right. Takes all types. Uh, now, Becky, I'd love to know your thoughts on, uh, in particular, being a female artist in Australian country music, uh, as things have evolved and changed. And you know, you've been treading the boards for a while now. Do you think that there's particular challenges in being a girl trying to get your records played trying to tour trying to get people to take you seriously as an artist oh absolutely and that's 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 across the board that's um that's in in all genres i mean you look at how many people have been inducted into the aria hall of fame and um over the years hundreds and hundreds and 11 women mm-hmm. and uh you still look at the the lineup of of many festivals whether it be country or otherwise um you take away the the, the male names on there and the, the females that remain um you know i get very proud when uh, when my name's in a little bit bigger font up the top of the, the thing but yeah. you know it's up to the discretion of the people putting on the festival and they might consider Becky Cole to be, you know, way down. <laughs> That's up to no, them. No. I'm pretty good at graphic art in my own. But <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> See, that's it. If your floristy thing doesn't work out, yeah, graphic art, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I could do that. You could. Um, no, look, I, I, I just think that... Um, the, 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 we, all we can do is be ourselves and do do what we do. And um, when somebody like Sarah Stora breaks breaks all of the records, or, or Casey Chambers comes along and and does what she does, and just you know, she has a whole legion of fans that wouldn't consider themselves country music fans outside of of Casey, and she's undeniably country. And never has never has she gotten on the um, the red carpet at the Arias and denied that she's a country singer, mm-hmm. which I'm, I get so proud of that, you know. Yep. And, in fact, she's as, she's as country as cows, cows are, you know. Yep. And um, and someone like Sarah who just, you know, can absolutely paint a picture and melt you with, with the way that she sings about the land and everything and how, how far from Florida 
George Lyon or Luke, what's his name you were talking about before, is 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 Sarah's music. You mm. know, but it's it's Paul's all country apart. music, apparently. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But women in um, uh, women in the, the music industry have 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 always struggled. Um, you know, it's uh, it's only recently that I was. Um, watching a, a show called Unsung at the um, Adelaide Cabaret Festival starring my good lady wife, <laughs> Libby O'Donovan. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was actually dedicated to all of the um, females in the history of, of 50s, 60s and 70s, mainly rock and roll, but who um, made a huge impact, who have basically just been forgotten. And all of these great songs, um, but they were all, it wouldn't matter how big they they had gotten or how big on the charts they were, um, they were always under um, under the dealing of the bloke, whoever whoever he may be. Mm. And there's kind of a little bit of, of a hangover from that in our in our world. You know, it's like, okay, we've, we've booked Sarah or Tanya or Becky or Melinda, now what bloke are we going to get to put in bigger writing (laughs) do you think do you think it's changing slowly or i mean we've obviously got a hell of a long way to go but do you think it might be on the improve for us girls i think so i think it's 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 sometimes um you know i think it's always going forward but sometimes it's going a little bit backwards and then you've just got to um you know and it really is up to those individual people either putting on a show or, or spinning the spinning the records or in charge of the, the charts, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I can't, I can't remember a, a female in the history of, of Australian music who was up there in charge of what, what happens on the charts or, mm. you know what I mean, other yep. than sales and... Yeah, exactly. ...aria and all that kind of thing, the, 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 what, what we call the dartboard system. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't mean to sound bitter at all because I, I've, I have, I have loved my time and I, I am continuing loving my time. I've just always done things my way, which is often a little bit different, and it hasn't always been to everybody's liking. I've had, um, I think, eight managers in um, twenty-seven years, and I can't keep them because they they wanted squinch and squanch and change me and mm. make me do it their way and that's not necessarily their fault because one day I'll be staunchly wanting to do things this way and the next day I'll want to change it. <laughs> but that's the sign of a, a real artist. I mean, you look at all the great artists, seriously, right throughout history, there's no one telling Freddie Mercury what to do. There's no one telling John Lennon what to do. You know, that's a classic um Symptoms, not the right word, a classic characteristic of, of an artist who's wanting to grow and change all the time. I don't think that's a negative thing at all. I think so. And I've never been really good at doing the stuff that, um, come on, you need to do this, this mm-hmm. will be good for your career. Yes. I, I, can't, I can't conform and I can't, I can't come at, um, you know, spending a fortune to go and do something for free because I might get seen by somebody else. It's yeah. like, um, that has always... Um, Gone against what, how I feel. I, I want to do it, and um, so, and I haven't ever been very good at at um, greasing up the right people, and you know, <laughs> all those things that we're told you need to do, especially when you're a female artist. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Some people presents and um, be nice if you could go up and just be really nice to that person because they yes. might 
play music, it's like, no. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to tell you this story. When I first started out, um, my very first EP that I did, and I was so proud of it, uh, it cost me a bomb, you know, and someone introduced me to a, a prominent radio person at the time. Uh, he shook my hand and he said, uh, you know, give him, give him one of your CDs. So I gave him this precious little CD that just straight off the press, you know, and he looked at it and he looked at me and he said, look, I probably won't play it on the radio. Um, I'll probably give it a quick listen and it'll probably end up in the bin, but I'll, I'll take it. And I took it off him and I said, don't worry about it. Thank you very much. I said, if, you know, I'd rather try and sell it or give it to someone who's willing to have a, have a listen. And the person with me who was a, another country music uh, sort of personality grabbed me by the hair just about and pulled me away and said, do you know what you've just done? Do you know who that guy is? I said, yeah, I know who he is. And he said, you have just signalled the death knell. You will never get airplay on Australian country music radio. You can't do that. And that wasn't that long ago. I mean, you know, less, probably less than 20 years ago that that happened. But all those things that we're told that you shouldn't, should or shouldn't do, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, look, and, that, and that's the, but that's the ego of, of um, you know, the, the person that you gave the, the, the CD to. They wanted to make sure that they knew where... We put you in your place yes. and and that you knew where their place was yes. and your reaction was fantastic because um you know could explain why <laughs> I was you know their idea who that might have been <laughs> and uh, there might be there might be a, a very similar story in my book about that same person but uh, yes. anyway that's another <laughs> <laughs> oh the stories but, you know, I just I just think at the end of the day the music is going to speak for the, for itself and that is what I've always said to um, emerging artists that Queen will rise to the top and sometimes stuff might not be fair like somebody saying that it'll probably end up in the bin without listening to it and things like that. That will always happen. Mm. But if that song is any good, that song will get heard and it will get um, and that and it, you know, it might not be the way you want it to happen or the way you expect it to happen Or, but I, I always think, you know, Cream rises to the top, and and it will, it will eventuate. It's just, I I I do fear for a lot of the young girls starting out mm-hmm. because there are still a lot of um, crazy kind of, <laughs> dare I say, predators. Yeah, that's the, that's the word. That's exactly what they are. Yep. And um, you know. There's no such thing as a free photo shoot, for example. Mm, yes. And and all those sorts of things. And I've gotten myself into trouble for just telling, you know, when people ask me for advice all the time and, and um, you know, I I just, I, I say it like it is and I want I want them to be careful, especially as young girls and, mm. and things like that. We live in a crazy world where people will do all sorts of things, um, you know, to kind of get close to people or... Tell them all, promise them the world, and of course you want the world when you when you have stars in your eyes and yeah. and everything. And um, yeah, so that's you know not to not to dwell on the negative. I just I get I get so incredibly excited um, by some of the new talent every year in Tamworth. It's just always been um, and Gimpy and other festivals, of course. But it's always been my mission to to go and. Um, we're only on stage for 75 minutes and you're up there, you know, what, what are you going to do being there, some diva in your dressing room or something for the rest of the time? It's like, that's crazy. You've got to, you've got to get out there and you've got to watch other stuff. But for those artists that, that have forgotten that art of going and seeing other other emerging artists and, and your peers, 
um, you, you'll lose something within what you're doing yourself if you don't if you don't take in what, what everybody else is doing. Not to copy or to, but it's inspiring and it's it's inspiring to encourage and it's inspiring to see something different. You know. Yes, and I think the key word there is it's not about comparing or compar- you know, comparisons between what they're doing and what you're doing, but as you say, inspiring, checking out what everyone else is doing and, and let them inspire you, give you some ideas and you know, support each other and encourage each other. I think that's really important. Support and encouragement is so important and you never forget, as a young artist, you never forget, I never forget Keith Urban saying, just be yourself. And that mm. sounds like, you know, such a cliche and like every, you know, yeah, but yes, that's the number one thing that you would tell tell somebody. But Keith Urban saying that to me, it, it meant something, especially as, as he became more Keith Urban as the years went on. I went, oh yeah, he told me to be myself. He was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Keith should know. Exactly what that means. That means... Be yourself means do exactly what you do at your mum's backyard barbecue that, that your mum says, go on, do the thing, do the thing. Yeah. And whether that's a song or whether that's the, the way you do something. Because the rest of the time, when you start out, you just want to be just like Casey Chambers or just like Taylor Swift or just like, you know. Yeah, of course. But when you find what it is about you that makes you unique and different and then you do it deliberately, as Dolly Parton would say, then that's the, that's the key to success that's it and that is some excellent advice not i don't think not just specific to the music industry or just for anyone in life in general i reckon be yourself (laughs) becky becky cole life advice 101 (laughs) (laughs) if the florist and the graphic artist thing doesn't work out i'm thinking inspirational speaker (laughs) why not yeah why not um now i'm really curious to know about your latest album too becky um which is an all-female production which is so exciting that's never been done before in the history of country music in australia now I thought, I wonder, I thought if I wanted to do that, where would I start? So I type into Google female music producers, female, uh, you know, engineers in Australia, nothing, not a thing, not one hit, couldn't find wow. a thing, which I thought, well, that's pretty sad state of affairs really for this day and age. But um, um, obviously you didn't do that. That's not how you put your album together. But I'm curious, did you have trouble was it a conscious decision, first of all, to, to pull all female uh, project together and was it difficult to find the right people for the job? Uh, no, it wasn't difficult. It, 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 um, the second part first, but the, um, the, the actual project of the Sisters of Twang started um, a couple of years before that when I wanted to just basically take an all-girl band to Tamworth. And it had been because I'd come across these amazing female musicians who, um, you know, absolutely deserved a spot in, in well, certainly in my band, but, but in, the, in the spotlight playing with just about anyone. Their capabilities were phenomenal. Um, but, you know, that, um, I guess they were, they were overlooked um, because of exactly what we were talking about before, because, mm. you know, where's the, where's the right bloke for the job? There's no yeah. consideration that, that, that it might be a gal. And mm-hmm. also, one of the other things, and I was told this very recently, actually, um, you know, oh, it's really hard to have a a girl drummer because who's she going to share with on the road? And that was the reason why a girl drummer wasn't con- considered for this particular tour that I was on. And I just pushed and pushed and pushed. In the end, I said, I'll share with her. And I haven't shared. <laughs> Darling, I'm a diva. I haven't shared with someone for years. <laughs> I have my own room. Like, Are you kidding me? You're not going to give that girl a go on this tour because it's easier to get a bloke to share that with a bass player. ridiculous. That made me... 
rage like you wouldn't yeah. believe. So I said, right, I'm changing this. I'm, uh, you know, because there has been, um, among a few others dotted here and there, but the, the there's been this incredible woman who has been at the forefront and playing with all the blokes for years, and her name's Claire O'Mara, who you would know, of course. Yeah. And she she's played uh, more recently with John Williamson and the Bushwhackers, but years ago she um, she replaced my ex-husband, actually, in, in Luke Ernigan's band, like 20-something oh, yeah. years ago. And she's she's an absolute phenomenon, an incredible musician, multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. And if you talk to her about this stuff, it's the most fascinating thing because she she has, you know had to grin and bear all sorts of um, sexism, you know. So it, it became my mission to, um, to to build this band and to go, look how amazing these women are. Not only are they amazing to play with and that, you get that sense of, um, of, you know, women supporting women is just such a special thing. And, and But as a woman in the audience watching that, you feel, you know, I think about that, that little girl that's watching that, oh, maybe I can be a drummer one day because of Ali on the drums. Yeah, or, you know, absolutely. Or, you know, and I think that there's always been that sense of, oh, no, you can't play drums, you're a little girl, you've got to play, you know, the recorder. Um, so, <laughs> oh, that's what's happening. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that um, I, I wanted to create that and also for the, for the um, cause, you know, often my demographic, demographic is that little bit older, but... Um, women that, uh, it's exactly how I feel when I watch AFL and I watch the, the women play AFLW because that's what I wanted to do when I was a kid uh, for my sport, you know, I really, and they said, you can't, you're a girl, you can't play, you yeah, can't play right. footy. And, and now I watch them and I just get so, my heart is absolutely full because that's what, that's what I wanted to do and, and they do it so well. And so I think about, you know, the, the amount of um, older women that, that have, come to our shows and gone, gosh, I always wanted to play something. I would, I would love to have been part of your band. I would love to have been up there. And and um, they feel a sense of fulfilment too that somebody else is, is getting to do that despite what they were told, mm. you know, that, yeah. you, that, you, that you can't do that. And before anyone thinks, you know, oh, there's bloody Becky Tolls banging, banging on about being a feminist, it's, it's, it's just equality. It's not wanting any more. It's... it's and it's a, it's hard to understand when you've had this kind of white male privilege. <laughs> exactly right. It is. And as you say, we're not asking for special privileges. We don't want extra stuff. It's just about what's fair. The right, you know, girl drummers getting the job because they're good enough to be getting the job. And, you know, the stupid thing, I can't believe that someone wouldn't give her a go because they couldn't find a room for her because she'd have to share with a bloke. And that's not right. How ridiculous. It's 2019, people. That's yeah, just depressing. So it's, a, it's, it's a really interesting thing. So that's how it all started for me. And, and playing live was the most empowering thing that I had ever done. And then I said, I want to make a, I want to make a record. And of course, it was headed by um, Jules Parker, who, who is one half of the um, Huffy Hicks. Yes, very clever um, woman. Incredible. And um, you know her um, sonically, she her sounds and her um, her ability with. Um, with guitars and and uh, I mean she was she was mentored for so many years by Phil Emanuel and, and and many others but she I think she would hold him as um, you know one of her absolute idols and that he adored her of course and and um, and then Lisa Jensen was a big part of the the 
you know, the engine room of putting the record together as well and her voice is, is, is all over it, her percussion's all over it and, and then the rest of the, all the girls that, that came and played and including Clara Marley, who I uh, mentioned earlier and, and lo- the lovely um, Taylor Pfeiffer, the banjo girl. Because oh, yes. um, I wanted to, I wanted to um, showcase some up-and-coming musicians as well and she's a, she's a great little banjo player and she had just finished school, I think, the week before she came into the studio. She finished Year 12, so... Fantastic. And um, I just wanted to showcase that. I wanted to um, display to to young girls, uh, you know, because it's still that thing of um, I want to be a singer. It's like, get but play an instrument, you know. That's yes. going to help you with your songwriting. It's going to help you lead the band. It's going to help you write a chart. It's going to. There's so many reasons why I'm so glad that I can that I can play some instruments. Guitar is obviously my main instrument, but I want to encourage girls not to just be the singer. You know. Yeah, it's so important to have that. It's like being able to communicate the full language. You know, it's so important. I think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it's rounding up the the being a musician thing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Becky, you have given us some incredible insights today, and some really great advice in there too for some young up and coming artists. Is there anything that you would tell? Maybe what would you tell a young Becky Cole, knowing now what you know now? What would you have told your eleven year old self who was starting out wanting to be a singer? What would you tell her? <laughs> I wrote a song about this. I think uh, Sweet Rebecca. I called it, and um, I don't think there's anything that. <laughs> That I would I, I would want to change. However, I would I would just give her a few tips, you know, because I think there were um, I was so focused on my music that and wanting to um, to do it full time that I neglected other areas of my life, and I was um, I was incredibly um, backward. I think socially, I still am sometimes. I'm stupidly shy. People think I'm up myself, but I just <laughs> and I think that. Um, I was so focused that I didn't, I didn't understand all sorts of things, like why I wasn't attracted to boys. And <laughs> yeah, of course, at that age, yeah. So yep. I was, a, I was a bit of a complicated mess. But I, I, what I did know is, is music and and my passion for it and my, um, my absolute love for my mother and and what what she did. And so. You know, I had I did have a lot of love. My my grandmother was was a huge part of of giving me love as well. So obviously, I've had this incredibly um, strong women. My grandmother, by the way, is, is still with us and turning a hundred next month. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! So Happy I'm lucky. Birthday, I still have a regular. I still have a regular cup of tea, and I um, she asks me what I'm doing, and I. I yell back and tell her. And <laughs> <laughs> you still squeezes my hand and tell me she tells me she loves me, and I'm pretty oh, lucky to have that at 46. I tell absolutely, you, absolutely, so lucky. So, what would I say to that little girl? Uh, just hang on, hang on, hang on for the ride. I suppose, <laughs> and just to be more confident. I think you know. I mean, I I think I had confidence on stage, but I didn't. I didn't expect that anybody else really um, would would like what I did and it took me a long time to um to accept praise to um and a, a lot of a lot of people go the other way yeah don't they? <laughs> they think they're a whole lot they think they're a whole lot better than they than they, than they are I I was the opposite I didn't ever expect that what I was doing was um was was any any good or any anything special and it took me 
it took me a very long time to realise that I had something unique and different to to offer, and that 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 deserved um, getting a getting a push. And I think that's probably why I was so hard to put these poor managers who had to <laughs> leave shaking, leave me shaking their heads. <laughs> A baptism of fire for them. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, Becky, I think that's beautiful advice for anybody, absolutely anybody, but especially for a younger version of you. Um, it's It's been an absolute joy speaking to you today and hearing some uh, some insights and a little bit of info about your career all the way through. Um, thank you so much for joining us for our series here, for our, our country series. It's just been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Sal. And, and, you know, thank you for what you're doing and giving everybody a bit of an insight into, you know, just, just delving a little bit more into, you know, it's, it's, it's great to talk about more than just the songs and where were you when you wrote that and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's kind of cool. And the only thing I will add, if it's, if you do, (laughs) if you want to leave it in, is that just in case I've spoken too much about women, I love blokes. I love working with them. Adam Harvey is one of my best friends, and I raised one, and I raised a pretty good one. So, <laughs> you, absolutely, don't, don't think I'm a man hater. <laughs> no, no, and I, you know, we certainly didn't uh, set out to have a chat about that at all. You know, we've got our industry. All the blokes that we work with are stellar blokes, and we love them for it. But uh, That's true, yeah, true we we just yeah. want to uh, bring our profiles up a little bit to raise one for the girls. You know. That's the one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Becky, thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy and we wish you all the best. We'll see you soon in Tamworth. Hope so. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for Episode 4 of Our Country. Stay tuned for Episode 5 where I will speak to another iconic Australian country music artist. That's soon on Our Country. Our Country, the Australian country music industry podcast, is a production of Radio 2TM Tamworth. Our host is Sally Ann Witten. Production is by Jared Brooke and Scott McLaren and our executive producer is Gavin Flanagan.